Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching... Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From Page Six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw, Raw Podcast. My name is Adam Glenn. I am an entertainment journalist who's been in the game for a while now. I feel I feel good about my mark in the industry. I've been breaking a lot of stories lately. We will get into all that. Like I just feel like I don't work for a company, but I work for a few outlets on the side. I, I like I am I consider myself the outlet, but I work for a few stuff. So I, I feel like I know what I'm doing. On the other side of the country is my friend who definitely knows what he's doing. He is uh a year older now, so he's probably a year more wiser, <laughs> and he knows everything that's going on in entertainment culture because he he's the man. Dax Holt, how are you, sir? Do I look wiser today? Is the gray in my beard, is it starting to make me look super distinguished? You know what? Is, is it only gray in the beard, really? It's like it was blonde, and now it turns gray. How's that look for it you? Was, it was more red. My beard was like red, and now it's gone a little like – like, like I just kind of tripped and fell in the snow a little bit. Yeah, just like hit just my chin only. That's that's what's happening right here. Yeah, I'm really gray in the chin, but it's only really in the chin that I'm, I get really gray. But I was always, even when I was younger, it was like red hair. It was never like mm-hmm. dark beard. So I, it just doesn't look. I would love to kind of be able to grow a beard at some point, but I'm, now I'm never going to do it because I don't like the gray. You like the gray on the beard? Nah. The chin? I don't like the gray. I like the beard itself, or like just having facial hair <laughs> itself. Um, but. I'm I'm not I'm too lazy to be someone who like dyes their beard, you know, on like a weekly basis. That's just too much work for me. Believe it or not, people, we are not a male grooming podcast. We are an entertainment <laughs> news podcast, uh, which is it. Uh, Dax, you know what I watched last night? By the way, What's that? a great documentary that's on on Netflix right now. I didn't finish watching it, but it's like a series type thing on Jake Paul, the social okay. media star slash boxer. Mm-hmm. I have to say it was very, very, it was very, very, very well done. But it makes you like this guy who obviously he's very hated by a lot of people. People want to see him get knocked out. But the business behind him is very interesting. And I think you might not like him as much, but you'll respect him because at the end of the day, it's show business. There's definitely he he like professional wrestling goes on the line of dabbles is this reality is this fake and that's what makes him very drawable is there anything else you're watching right now um what are we watching i feel like i we haven't sat down to watch tv in a while um i don't even remember what the hell we're watching oh no you're gonna laugh at me i'm gonna tell you and you're gonna laugh at me we're still watching jury duty oh my god dude, we haven't finished it 15 minutes a we're, night we're busy dude i don't want to tell you like, i get we, it it's summer we watch the like kids are home one more. Yeah, we like watch one episode and then like can't get back to it for a week. And so I've been trying to get through this damn show for like five weeks now. I get it. I get it. Um, You know, it's funny. I was talking to a friend last night and my friend's like, hey, I'm going to Pennsylvania tomorrow to go see Ryan Reynolds soccer team play. And I thought that was such an interesting thing that this soccer team that you really don't know who they are, but you sort of know who they are from the TV mm-hmm. show that they made about them is now doing something very smart where they're touring in the U S which is building up their fan base. And people are going to see this team, not knowing that Ryan Seacrest, Ryan Seacrest, Ryan Reynolds is probably not going to be there, but you're just, you want to see Ryan. Reynolds. Why, why? There's play. a good chance he might be there though. He He's could like, be. he is invested all in, into the soccer team. He's like, but- Big supporter, loves watching them play, the whole thing. So you're going to go see the soccer team play just to see Ryan Reynolds watch his team play. 
Well, I think you want to see Ryan, but you also want to see them because they're kind of stars in them their own right now with the TV show. People like really jumped onto this fan base because there was so much like momentum behind them. It was kind of like the underdogs coming up. And um, so I think that they have a legit fan base now. But I got to give Ryan Reynolds credit because he bought into the soccer team, but he saw, in my in my opinion, him and his team saw a little thing in the soccer team where they're building content around this team, around this town as the underdogs, which makes other people believe in them. And it was a great mm. business move. And I'm like, you know, Ryan Reynolds, he's done some unique things as far as business. Isn't he a billionaire now? Uh, I don't know if he's hit the title billionaire. He may have, but uh, you know what I was laughing about the other day was because Ryan did so well with the soccer team that Tom Brady now has become a, a an owner of a soccer team too i just thought that was really funny i'm like oh i don't think owning soccer teams was like a big deal here in the u.s like you know but now you start to see it more you see it with david beckham owning a soccer team uh, ryan reynolds tom brady it's like it's become the cool thing to do these days but it's very interesting what they do as a marketing ploy is that they build content around that that's what they do with f1 racing did you know any race car drivers before the show kind of blew off, blew up on Netflix. Now you know Lewis Hamilton. You know some of these other guys. They did it with Netflix. They have a show called Quarterbacks on Netflix now, which sort of documents these guys' lives. So they're rather than just play a sport, they're making content around these athletes, which I find really smart. And I got to mm-hmm. give credit to Ryan Reynolds, who's really him and his team are really playing into it and building up momentum for this town, this team, the fans. It's pretty unique, and it's just uh, well, he's just become like the biggest businessman out there too. Like between his aviation gin, the soccer team, like he just keeps making really smart investments. But Mint Mobile, but no, I'm looking up right now. It looks like his estimated net worth is 350 million dollars. Mm-hmm. Not a so, billionaire, I mean, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. He keeps going down this path. He's he's going to end up being a billionaire at some point. You wonder guys like Ryan Reynolds at this point in his career, does he care more about acting or does he care more about business? What is he oh, more business. passionate about? I'm going to say business because at the end of the day, like acting and staying relevant in Hollywood is really hard. I think with business, he's like, I can make <laughs> one movie for $20 million or I can do these investments and make way more over time. Because that three hundred fifty million dollar net worth is not because of Deadpool, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he's his his gin, his Mint Mobile. Those are the things that has made him probably the most money. Yeah, I want to get into that because I'm curious. I know you did a little bit of research on celebrities who've done very very well in business, made a lot of money in business, mm-hmm. and I mean I want to go some of the names. Like I'll just like there. I want to hear. I know you kind of worked on this list, and then some of these people. You notice they haven't really acted in a while, but they've made a career based on their celebrity status. And that's what and a I lot think, of athletes do. So, And I think that's the biggest thing that you just mentioned is they get out of acting or whatever you kind of know them for because they've become so successful in business. That is where their attention goes. Like even someone like Kylie Jenner, she became so big on social media you don't see her on social media as much as she used to because now she's got this massive makeup empire that she's focusing on or Ashton Kutcher, who was all over TV for many, many, many years with punked and with um, two and a half men and all this stuff. And then he just kind of like disappeared. And it's because the dude's making crazy cash doing all these like investments in, in the huge tech companies. Yeah. It's uh it's kind of unique. It's interesting. And uh, so I think we, I want to discuss this list of people that you kind of did some research on that actors that you might know, or you might not be aware of that they've done so well in business. Before we get to that, we read your reviews. Dax, do you have a review ready for us? I got one. All right. This one comes from Tracy with three E's. Five stars, love, love, love. Two guys with a perspective of pop culture that is real and valid. They've been in the weeds, and now they share their knowledge and opinions on the subject. Really good guests and great subject matter. America is pop culture, and these guys know the behind-the-scenes realities in a fun, entertaining way. Bravo. Thank you, Tracy, with three E's. Appreciate it. Great review. Yes. 
Um, there's nothing that this is, this is our form of payment guys. So thank you. Yeah. These, these reviews and we, um, we're getting them off. If you want to leave one, go to the podcast, Apple podcast, uh, scroll down to the bottom, leave us a review. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. All right. All right. Let's jump into this. So Dax, you know, obviously we kind of briefly went to Ryan Reynolds. Who was a celebrity that is a good name or a more interesting name that we might not be know or we do. Well, no, no, I, I want to talk. I want to talk Ashton Kutcher for a second because we mentioned him a second ago, and I don't think people realize, like, if you haven't followed him, how successful outside of the whole acting world he's really been. Like, he has an investment company, and they 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 make all these investments into tech companies, but he's been a part of some of the biggest tech companies on the planet and their startup. Like he invested in Uber, Airbnb, Spotify, Shazam, SoundCloud. I mean, the the amount of money this man must have made with all of those, like one person would be rich just under Uber alone, but then to have Airbnb, Spotify, all of these, and he's got his hand in everything. I mean, he's just, he's really smart when it, when it comes to tech investments. Um, there was one, I think it was the Tech Times report, he had made like 100 million worth of investments in just 2014 alone. So I got to imagine what that return has been. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing, Dax, when you think of Ashton Kutcher, do you think mm-hmm. of him as the real smart guy or is it people, he has a team and basically his team has made some really good decisions. And he's but, been- you know what, that is actually a great question. Um, I think, I think he's got to have some hand in it. Even if he's surrounded by really smart people, I think to go, Hey, this company, that's a little unknown company called Uber that's starting up. That's like rideshare, you know, to go, yep. I want to put my money in that because his people are essentially going to still present him with the investment opportunity. And he still has to sign off on it and say, yes, invest my money. And he's doing it into great huge companies that were not big at one point well you know it's funny so i just wanted to look up because i haven't seen ashton kutcher act in anything in a while he did do that reese weatherspoon project not too long ago but it's not he's not working a lot which you know essentially again again, if if you're gonna make if your day you're gonna make you know i don't know let's say a million dollars on tuesday because you're spending your time investing or you're going to go film a movie and make, you know, $20,000 a day. There's He's going to be like, why am I wasting my time acting anymore? That's not where the money's coming in. Well, he's a producer on three projects in development. He's acting in one, um, which is not even approved. He's It's actually a movie that uh, is being produced by his wife. Um, mm-hmm. And here's the interesting part is, so everyone always hits us up about this comedian, Matt Reif. He's like the new hot comedian right now. He's a good looking guy and he's a heartthrob, I guess. Ashton and Mila hit him up and said, hey, we'd love to work with you in some capacity. And we're just fans of what you're doing. And then they filmed a commercial to promote Matt Reif's comedy special. Not only that, uh, uh, Mila has been hitting up Matt to – she wants to direct – his stand-up comedy special as well so it's uh you know i think they just rather just kind of work behind the scenes a little bit maybe they want to stay more close to the family but ashton kutcher so with all the money ashton kutcher has right now you think of ryan reynolds career like Mm -hmm. let's take the money out of the way dax you look at ryan reynolds and you look at ashton kutcher who do you think's made more money over the years without looking at the business as an actor ashton you think ashton's made more money as an actor than ryan reynolds Hmm. Well, maybe not because of Deadpool. I feel like Deadpool changes the game here. But Ashton, Ashton made a ton of money and he became one of the producers on Two and a Half Men or the exec producers. He was an exec producer on Punked. Like, you got to think of like the behind yeah. the scenes money too. It's not just in front of the camera money. And, insane. Yeah. Um, I, that one's tough, dude. That's tough. I, you know what? Now that you brought it up, I mean, Punked, I'm, I'm assuming, Punked I'm assuming was he owns this. Yeah, but that was MTV, and MTV doesn't is known for not paying a ton. You know, MTV's always been a little cheap. He did do jobs. I mean, I guess you say the 90s show, because it is syndicated, he yeah. made a lot of money off that. Um, no strings attached, but he didn't do any, like, huge monster movies where Ryan Reynolds did movies like Just Friends. Um, 
know, those yeah, but it, again, it goes to in front and behind the camera money is very different. If Ryan Reynolds true. was the producer on all of these movies that he's been in, then I would say Ryan Reynolds. But I don't think he was big behind the scenes for a long time where I feel like Ashen's been known to be both in front and behind. It's crazy. I'm actually, it's just a we. It's so quietly that these guys are making so much money behind the scenes that you don't really realize through their businesses. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. What about when I also think of like just successful people, I think of Magic Johnson. Dude. You know what I'm saying? Like how successful this man has been off the court. You know, he, he leaves the NBA, starts up his investment group. And it was back in like 1987. He started up this um, uh, investment company and then just made the best investments I think I've ever seen. He had deals with Pepsi, Sony, TGI Friday, 24 Hour Fitness, Burger King, Best Buy. I mean, he just like got in with everyone. And at one point, he had 125 Starbucks stores that he owned. And then he had the Lakers. And so when he sold off his um, his stake in the Lakers and his 125 Starbucks stores, that deal reportedly made him $100 million alone. Just that aspect of his investment company. Um, and he's worth way uh, way over a billion dollars i know he has a he purchased the the dodgers so that's a two billion dollar thing i mean the guy has consistently made the best deals i think i've ever seen in in just the sports world or investment world it's wild because i've i've met magic johnson a few times and when you're around him i just don't feel like you'd be like blown away by his like you don't see the money on him like he does Mm -hmm. live a nice life but with having that much money, I mean, it's you could approach life so different, and I don't think he has. He was big on the movie theaters, you know, the Magic Johnson movie theaters. Uh, you said TGI Fridays he uh, had did some work with, and he owned 105 Starbucks. That's 125. 125? That's insane. Yeah. I mean, it's that's that's just a lot of money you know- right there. I was laughing because when I was like doing like going through just reading some of the businesses these people have and who's been successful, who hasn't, you know, I didn't realize and I may call, I'm probably really dumb and maybe the only person that didn't realize this, like I've heard their name name tied to this place before, but I didn't realize that they were one of the main investors was Robert De Niro, De Niro and Nobu. Like I, I didn't know he was behind Nobu restaurants. You forget about that. I remember I. I kind of knew, but I forgot about that. I don't think of Robert De Niro when I think of Nobu. Yeah, me neither. I like not at all. And he was—he's one of the investors behind it when it launched, like back in like 2005. They did this, you know, Nobu 57, and now they've got like more than 30 locations worldwide. He's—he's he, he's valued to be worth a lot of money. They've got a hotel chain that's worth a half billion dollars, and I. I really never think of Robert De Niro when I think of Nobu. It's so funny. Did I ever tell you about my Nobu story with Drake and Rihanna? No. All right. So we're is at this Nobu, where, Nobu where? 57 in New York. Okay. Um, so the way it's put on, it's in a weird place. It's like it doesn't stand out by any means, but it's super expensive. It's very nice inside. But the way the restaurant is, it's sort of like there's an alley between the buildings so people can walk through the building. Mm-hmm. And it's a very like it's a main street, but it's kind of raw. And this one day, um, Drake and Rihanna are, are dating. This is when they're they're dating, and they're there on a Thursday night. 
and it was a nice night out. It might have been spring, summer, so everyone's wearing T-shirts. There's about seven paparazzi outside waiting for Drake and Rihanna to come out. There's two cars outside. We're not even like tents. We're all just like hanging out, me and the paparazzi. We're all just hanging out, relaxing, waiting for Drake and Rihanna to come out. Like we're just – it was a nice night. It was a pleasant night. We're joking around with each other. It wasn't like crazy chaotic. Next thing you know, Drake's buddies walk out. And it wasn't security. His buddies walk out. And they make a wall in front of the paparazzi. Like they're just like – they make a wall in front of us. We're like, what is going on? What are you guys doing? And Drake and Rihanna come out and they walk the opposite side through the alley where there's another car waiting. And we're like, what is going on? And the guy's like, you ain't going by us. All the paparazzi look at each other. It's like seven on seven. We're like, what do we do? Next thing you know, boom, we all run. We all run in different directions. <laughs> it's almost like a football game. Like, all right, go, hike. And everyone's trying to run after someone. They don't know. It's not like a man-to-man defense. Everyone's trying to run after someone. And we're in pretty decent shape. And I don't, I, I'm pretty quick. And everyone's running in different directions around the guys. They're running after us. <laughs> Finally, I got right up to Drake and Rihanna. And this is like one of the only times I ever got into a physical altercation is I went up to Drake and Rihanna. I was like, hey, what's up? And I started talking to him. Next thing you know, boom, I get punched in the side of the head. And it was one of Drake's best oh. friends. And I didn't go down to the ground. And I was like, that's all you got? Dude, you had a clean shot on me. And you only – and you, this is – that was the punch? Man, your hand must be hurting more than my head because it was like – I was fine. And then yeah. some of the other paparazzi were kind of scrapping around with the, the guys in his entourage. The car flies off. The paparazzi say, say screw it. We're going to chase Drake and Rihanna. And they start chasing them out. And I think they knew they fucked up because they started – and they went right to New Jersey. And the paparazzi didn't chase to New Jersey. But – Again, now this is a physical assault on the paparazzi, and I don't think any paparazzi press charges because when you press charges, it becomes public record. Your name goes in the news. No one wanted to be involved in that. Um, at the time, I was working for another company, wink, wink, and I told them, and they said, do you want to report something because they had to legally you know, be defensive for me? And like I said no because I, I didn't want my name in the press for this. Mm-hmm. Somehow – Drake's team found out I was involved in it and I don't know who or they knew. And I woke up to tons of cookies at my door and someone (laughs) sent me a bunch of cookies from this like nice bakery to my door saying, we're so sorry. We didn't know it was you. And, you know, and it was the weirdest thing. I still to this day wonder what happened or how that all went down. That's so funny. Here, have some cookies. Sorry. We punched you in the face. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, dude, like, uh, but that's what people, uh, people honestly, like, you should have sued. I'm like, it's not worth it to me. I don't want to be that guy. Sometimes, like, I'd take a punch in the face for a sprinkles cookie. Yeah, I honestly, it might have been spring. It was like good cookies, too. It was, Dude, I don't know, spring, where like from. a nice, good, soft sprinkles cookie. Like, sign me the hell up. Or, ooh, crumble cookie. <gasps> have you ever yeah, had crumble? Good. Yeah, crumble's oh, good. God, punch me in the dick for a crumble's cookie. I don't <laughs> even care, dude. But it's funny. It was one of those punches that was like on the side of the head where it hurt his hand more than it hurt me. And mm-hmm. like, I was like, really? That's all you got? So I felt good about myself. I didn't care. Um, but that was my Nobu story. <laughs> you ever, you ever get onto that? I've been way, to Nobu. The Malibu? the Nobu here in Malibu, I've I've been to it. I think the last time I went was with Brian Austin Green. <laughs> oh, yeah, did you? Yeah, we went uh, we went to grab lunch with uh, a buddy of ours, and got to sit out like right on the deck. I mean, it's it's literally got the most amazing view because it's on the sand, so you're yeah. just overlooking the the Pacific Ocean. It is so gorgeous, um, but it was very like hoity toity. You know, it's not my thing because, well, I wasn't paying. So, and neither was Brian. Our, our third buddy was paying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> money bags. Um, but no, we were we were there. It's just I have a hard time spending a lot of money on food and beverages when you're literally just going to consume it, and then there's like there goes hundreds of dollars. Like that's not my thing, you know. If, um, yeah. If I could afford it, I would do it. If I if oh, I could afford it, I would do yeah. it more because it is awesome. It's just, awesome, and I, the food's great. Yeah. The food, I just you still walk out of there like I don't eat to get full. I eat to like, oh, this is nice and pleasant. I mean, the view's insane. It's just, it's so sick. And I, the one time I saw Pharrell there, I might have said the story. I saw Pharrell there, and I walked up to him. He, I saw him go to the bathroom. I followed him to the bathroom, 
And I said, hey, Pharrell, I work it's at so this It's so weird hotel. to say I followed him to the bathroom, bro. Well, I mean, I honestly, I timed it so when he, he would be basically cross paths. I wouldn't go into the bathroom. I figured he would come out and I would go in. But sometimes, like, when I'm not in the country, like, not in this area, I like to, like, run to celebrities out there. It's just fun for me. I think I, I think re-saying that and saying I timed it well so that we would bump into each other sounds better than I follow him to the bathroom. <laughs> That's probably better to say that. I so was, let me say this for the Facebook group off the record. I timed it so I would run into him on his way back from the bathroom. <laughs> and I went up to him and I said, hey, I work at this hotel. I knew the hotel. He always stays in New York. And I said, hey, I stay at this ho- I, I work at this hotel in New York. You know, everyone loves when you stay. You're just one of the nice people. He said, dude, I love that. He was so nice. Manager comes over to me. He's like, hey, man, we kind of leave our guests alone. The guy's like, this is my friend. What are you talking about? And made the manager feel so uncomfortable. And I just felt so cool for a minute. It was just great. Um, awesome. But yeah, Nova Malibu rules. All right. How do we even get into all this shit? I, just I don't maybe think know. Of no- I just maybe think of Nobu. It didn't. Oh, God, I love Nobu. Nobu's great. I don't I- love paying for Nobu, but I like Nobu. All right. Anyway, the <laughs> other the other person that I mean, everyone kind of knows this name, so I don't even know if it's worth mentioning here. But just how successful Kate Hudson's been with Fabletics. So explain to me, if, uh, Kate Hudson, does she is. She, her relationship with Fabletics. What is her role with them? Did she put up money or was it just like equity and blowing up this company? I don't know. I, I she all I know is that she's behind it. So I don't know if that means she has a four percent stake in Fabletics or she owns it outright. Like I I don't know. I th- I think that she joined power with them when they were kind of up and coming is kind of how I thought it was. But she's really helped to grow because she's been the face of it. She's been you know when you think of Fabletics you think of her, but then you see Fabletics kind of everywhere. You know you see it in Target. You see. So it's just boomed, and um, it's probably one of the like fastest growing labels. I remember their first year, they did like $50 million in sales, and their second year did like $150 million. Like They really just came onto the scene and blew up, and I don't know if that was like thanks to her or thanks to just, you know, the, the active wear was kind of like booming at that time. I don't know what it was, but it, it, it was huge, and then they went and... Uh, the plan was to open like 75 to 100 brick and mortar stores. And it was just like, so you start seeing stores pop up everywhere. And so you know that this has made her insane amount of money. I'm going to look up how much it's actually made her. Well, the funny part about Kate Hudson is she's done some pretty big, role, great roles. But none of the roles were really crazy. I mean, these, this, again, we know she, now people know her as a celebrity, but she mm-hmm. did great roles a long time ago and i mean it's not really that long time ago but how to lose was it how to lose a guy in 10 days almost famous besides that she really hasn't done anything crazy in a while i mean i guess the last thing she did was a voiceover role in kung fu panda and that movie made a lot of money so it's like for females even more you see a lot more in the females that the they come up as an actress they make they do very well financially and then some ways you think of kate hudson almost now as like a big influencer, not really as much an actress, obviously with a role of Fabletics, but she promotes also a lot of other beauty brands. And it's funny where we, we don't, we don't, I don't think that general, when people think of Kate Hudson, they think of her as an actress. However, I'm like these days, she's more of an influencer more rather than an actress. Yep. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so apparently she owns 20% of the company. Um, and that, uh, Fabletics has been, uh, valued at over 250 million and that was a couple of years ago um and so all in all this has made her over 50 million dollars in this Crazy. company alone she's written a lot of books but when we say she's written a lot of books it's books that they put her as the author and they put her photo on it but i don't think she wrote the cookbook i don't think she's measuring out how much flour to put in these dishes that's what happens with all these celebrity memoirs um but she also did an alcohol line she, I mean, she's made a lot of money in real estate. She, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, she's she knows what she's doing. She's got a good team around her. I mean, they're saying her, you know, her total net worth is around eighty million dollars, which is crazy to think it's that much when we think of her as an actress and she's done great roles, but she's made most of her money just from the business decisions she has. It's crazy. Good. For Who her. else you got, Dax? Inform me. Oh my God, there's so many people, dude. Um, you want to talk Gloria Stefan? Oh no, Kevin Costner. Let's talk Kevin Costner because this Please. one I, I came 
as a surprise to me. Well, the thing about Kevin Costner, you see how much money he has now with his divorce, and you see mm-hmm. what his life is. Like, this is – dude, Kevin Costner quietly has been crushing it after we see what his ex-wife is asking for in the divorce. But, yeah, tell me how this guy made his money. So I know that he had one project that really made him a lot of money. So um, back in the day, he was inspired to create this device that would separate water from oil because of the whole Exxon Valdez oil spill back in 1989. So – he invested a bunch of money to create this thing and it would basically separate 200 gallons of oil from water a minute. So it's a really big deal. Well, you do you remember back in, I want to say 2010 when that huge BP oil spill happened? Do you remember that? Yes. So they bought 32 units of these whatever machines to help clean up from the disaster. And because of that deal alone, he made over $15 million. It's such a random thing for him so, to get right? involved with. 100%. And then it's called like Ocean Therapy Solutions. That's what the name of this like machine is. Um, but what I like about it is not only did he make a shit ton of money off it, but it was like for a good reason. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, I, I think it's cool. But do you think guys like Kevin Costner, is he actually putting up the money for this business? Or is he the one like, hey, I know a guy who could help out. I know a guy. And he's kind of connecting people that can really make a difference. Hmm. That's what I, I mean, wonder with a lot of these stars. How many of them the- are actually investing money and capital? And how much are they just like giving their likeness and – um well, this one seems like a weird one. Like if, you know, him coming off of Waterworld, it almost seems like this would be a passion project for him that actually turned out to be a very profitable passion project, in my opinion. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, I think, again, like you said, I think it's a really great cause and it's something that's not, it's a business move that wasn't gross in a way. I'm not saying yeah. like what Kate Hudson and all those things with the brands are doing. This is something that it's like quietly, like a real job, like a real business rather than taking advantage of people using their celebrity power stature does that make sense 100 percent. you know there was one other person that i didn't know was doing so well and that's nas i didn't realize nas was such a big influential entrepreneur investor as he is um so he started up you know and you know you don't really hear any nas music anymore right like when was the last time you heard nas put out new music yeah, I mean, not in a while, but you see him pop up sometimes, and it's just kind of he's he's on tour right now or doing some shows with Wu Tang. I know they're doing the Barclays Center coming up, but besides that, you really don't hear much about him these days. But is he what he's doing well? So he's doing really well. He's got an investment company, and he has just been pouring money into big companies for a return on that investment. He's backed major major brands like Dropbox. Lyft, Casper, Virgin Mega. I mean, and all of these companies are, you know, valued valued at over, you know, a billion dollars, $10 billion here, $5 billion there. And so his his firm, um, they invest in like 20 different companies a year and they go for, they start backing between like 100,000 to 500,000 per company. And so he's just investing money and investing money, investing money, and then collecting massive checks. So I think this goes down that same line of like, he could sit there and put out a new album, but where's his time better spent investing or making music at this point? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. You know, if you're a musician, especially, you have to tour to really make money. That takes up time. Whereas you could do these business investments, and you don't have to leave your home. You know, yep. you could stay home. It's, it's it, the the costs are low. So yeah, it makes sense. Um, when you think of like alcohol, hold on. I just sorry. We, there's just a pause. A story I just broke is right now just went live. Um, I did this story of Drake. Drake apparently recorded his new album at the. So I've been telling you about these social media clubs. Uh, well, not social yeah. media clubs. There are these members only clubs, like <laughs> like Soho House. You're familiar with Soho House. Soho House is really kind of it used to get tons of celebrities back in the day, but now people don't want to go there because it's not as exclusive. So they've been kind of breaking off into these new 
members only clubs. One of them is like in New York City. There's there's a few of them, but the two main ones are Kasha Cipriani and Zero Bond. Zero Bond, I think, is getting more of like the it's even harder to get into more um, billionaires and celebrities. I mean, but Drake just recorded his album there. And oh, uh, yeah, like in inside this club, he built a studio inside the place. How do you even what? Um, yeah, like like I've been Pretty to a crazy. Soho house before, and they have random little rooms where it's like here, there's a pool table in this room, and there's a you know hangout lounge in this room. So he just put a studio. How do you? That seems so weird. Yeah, it's uh, he he just wanted to go a place where he felt comfortable again. He's got so much money. I'd be curious about the investments he's made, but he um, he's got so much money that he brought in the speaker studio and everything, and he wanted to do a place that was just more private. I think he's probably going to mention the song yeah, in his new album. But yeah, if you want something private, why wouldn't you just get an apartment in Manhattan and put a studio in it? Like, why would you do it at a club? Because it's cool. Remember when? Remember when Drake, uh, not Drake, when Kanye West and Jay Z recorded their album live at the Mercer? That was Mm -hmm. the Mercer Hotel. So they, you know, sometimes you want to go to a place and make it your own, which is kind of fun. And they record, you know. So yeah. Wait, where did the story break? uh, It's recorded. I read the story just broke on the Sun, the U.S. Sun. Nice. So yeah, it's it's something. That's awesome. Uh, Good job. Yeah, very cool. All right. I, I mean, actually, Drake is one of those guys I'd be very curious about their business. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, tell me someone else besides Nas who's doing very well in business that I would I would be blown away by or very curious by. Um, God, who else? I mean, Bono's made a ton of money. Jessica Alba obviously has made a ton of money off the. Jessica uh, Alba, does she, when you think of Jessica Alba, do mm-hmm. you think of her as an actress anymore? Not at all. So you think? Not of, at all. When, when, I think of her as a people, businesswoman. Yeah, when you had to tell people who Jessica Alba is, what would you? If you had to explain someone who didn't know who she is, how would you explain her? The most beautiful businesswoman out there. <laughs> uh, no, I think um, I, I don't think of her as an actress anymore. I think of her as a successful entrepreneur. Like that's who she is at this point to me. But she she's made, you know, crazy cash on the Honest Company and made it a household name. I mean, there's I feel like whenever I go to someone's house, they have something from the Honest brand, whether it's shampoo or soap or diapers or whatever. Um, it seems like it's just become one of those household items that uh, is in people's homes. Let me ask you this, though, Dex. When you see a brand, do you buy it because the brand name or the celebrity that's uh, that's connected to it? Like when I see Prime, the drinks Prime everywhere, yeah. I don't see Prime drink like, oh, that's Logan Paul's product. And then if I see... F45 workouts, I see, oh, that's Mark Wahlberg stuff. What do you see like when you see these brands? Do you think of their names or no? The people in, involved in it? Um, I guess it depends on the company. With The Honest Company, I think Jessica Alba. With Prime, uh, yes. Um, like when I go yeah. to Magic Johnson movie theaters, I think of Larry Bird. So it's just <laughs> weird how it comes out. <laughs> so um, yeah, I... I guess some do, some don't, you know, like Mint Mobile. Yes, I would think of Ryan Reynolds because I don't even know what Mint Mobile is mostly. Um, sure. But then some people are so behind the scenes, I don't think about them. I don't know, Fabletics. Fabletics has become so big that I don't necessarily think of Kate Hudson every time, but um, she she does pop into my mind. Yeezys, obviously, I would think Kanye before I would think of anything else, but sure. Yeah, I guess, I guess there is a lot of recognition to the celebs um, when you look at a company. I have. I don't know about you, Dex, but over the years, I'd say twice a month, I get a call from someone who wants who has an investment thing and they want a celebrity involved. And it makes me feel really uncomfortable. 
I, even this morning, I had to wake up. I had a meeting at 6.30 in the morning this morning with a guy who we got connected through a mutual friend. And I thought he, he wanted me to help him out with some other stuff. And he's like, yeah, I got some business ideas. And basically, he wanted to get a celebrity involved in the company, but not only just their likeness involved, but like, hey, can you put up a quarter million dollars? I'm like, dude, I just met you 25 minutes ago. Were you asking for me to go to a, a big name? First of all, I don't have those type of relationships. I wish I did. But I wouldn't have the balls to even go up to the people I do and be like, hey, can I get a quarter million to invest in this? Or do you, you know, would you want to invest in this company? It's just, it's a crazy thing. Mm-hmm. I, do you get, did you ever get those kind of ass? Uh, not really. Oh, no, it's just me. They think I'm fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm not, I couldn't get, the, I couldn't believe the guy. I went there and the guy, he, it was a gym guy and he was like, yeah, the gym's doing really good. You know, I see what you're doing. He's like, what do you think we get one of your celebrities to invest in the gym? And I'm like, what? what you think yeah. I'm friends with these people? It's really no, random. I'm best friends with these people. And I will not <laughs> share. Add up. So weird. Um, All right. By the way, Jessica Alba only owns 6% of the Honest Company. You know that, right? I did not know that. Only 6%. Only 6%. But that 6% is worth like $100 million. Wow. Because Honest Company has gone, gotten so big. That's pretty wild. That yeah, is but you still associate her to it, even though obviously there's a lot more people behind the scenes um, pushing that company forward and running it. Like she is really the face of it, but her face has put that that business on the map. Wow, interesting. Um, yeah. Hey, listen, good for her. I don't know. I wonder what she saw in her vision of her career. And I have to imagine, and this is the thoughts going on in my head. I'm going to attract a female. I'm going to try to take advantage you of you got to stop saying female. Women don't like the word female. Really? No. Because, you, what, they, because it's like saying like female dog. Say woman, say anything. Don't say female. Don't, you could say like a female reporter, but don't just say female. I never knew that. Thanks for. Yeah, it is. It is a. This is a learning moment, Adam. I like this. Well, you know, I did not know, but you know what? There's a. I was just reading this morning a site on Daily Mail called Female. That's mm-hmm. that's the name. Oh, of the like. Fee. Uh, like because it's, it's about women's stories, but it's yep. female. Um, but the longevity of being the hot girl in the industry. Mm-hmm. Could only last for so long, so you have to kind of prolong your career. Like, you wonder what Pam Anderson would have done if she kind of knew about that because it's more of like the new age celebrities. Like, Pam Anderson might be the last hot girl of her her era, her her class mm-hmm. that they didn't have that kind of business mindset. But then you go into the next era of the young pretty girls in Hollywood, the Jessica Albas, the Kate Hudsons, uh, and you see what they're doing in business. And I think they all realized they saw something where they were the original influencers. We see the influence on social media now, but essentially I think I consider these Jessica album. They were the original influencers. Yeah, no, you're hundred percent right. You know who I didn't even add to this list that I should have was Paris Hilton. When we were talking original investor, uh, I'm sorry, influencers, but that, I mean, Paris has made, brilliant money moves throughout her career with all of her fragrance line. She opened up hotels like overseas. Um, she has just made really smart moves for, for I, it's hard to say, but you look at her as a ditzy blonde, but she's not, that's just a character. You know what I'm it's saying? It's definitely just a character. She's and one that, of the, yeah. And she's just really smart behind the scenes. Yeah. She's, I love Paris. Paris is awesome. I hope everyone, you know, when people want to meet celebrities and they don't want to be disappointed with the people they meet. If you want to meet a celebrity, you don't want to be disappointed with the celebrity you meet. I would say meet Paris Hilton because she, she's the person you want to meet. First of all, she's very nice. She doesn't, she has fun with it. She makes you have mm-hmm. a great experience when you meet her. Is that, yep. I, actually, I actually, I never thought about that, but I would say if people want to meet celebrities and not be, disappointed the celebrities i would recommend are shaquille o'neal oh i like this uh, list i like this this is fun yeah shaquille o'neal paris hilton Mm -hmm. 
Kim Kardashian, I'll put that yeah. in there because I think yeah. Kim is very what you see is what you get. Michael Buble. Okay. Uh, you know. Um, Oprah. Oprah. Pink. Yes. Pink. As long as you don't have a camera in your hand, she will be kind. So she's in New York right now. She's been really good to people in New York. And I was curious if I went up to her the camera and tried to ask her questions, if she would engage. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to ruin I, I'm just, part of me is just, it's not worth the gas money. I think she's just been treated so shitty by camera people that she doesn't enjoy, enjoy yeah. that. But she's good. Uh, Shakira, in a way, is very good. Um, Brad Pitt. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you won't be disappointed meeting them. Like w- when you meet them, they are the person, in my opinion, that you wanted them to be. Is that? I think it's a fucking great list. This is really fun. I'd have to think of some more names. I'd have to go through like an Us Weekly and have to really be like, okay, that person is the person you want them to be. And then there's other people you meet and you're going to be completely disappointed, like we've mentioned in the podcast. And there's nothing wrong with this. I don't have, he's just not into it, but like Will Ferrell. It's not going to be Will Ferrell jumping up and down and doing silly stuff for you. Conor Bryan might, but that's just mm-hmm. not Will Ferrell does. But Will Ferrell, by the way, has done very well in business. Oh, that's true. He, um, Funny or Die was a huge success for him. I yeah. didn't realize that Funny or Die was like that successful. I knew that it was a website, but I didn't think like, oh, it's made him a ton of money. But apparently that thing, um, when it was going to go public, was estimated to be worth $300 million. Like, what? What? For that website. That doesn't I have make no sense, idea. Right? That's insane. I didn't know that site was doing pulling in money like that. But you know what? I think they it came at a really good time, in my opinion. When mm-hmm. I think of Funny or Die, it was... People went there to see funny sketches, sometimes involving celebrities. They did their own advertising. Now, I don't know if you could really do that because people would just put it on YouTube. So it was good at its time. Did it hold up? No. So I think he got in and out at a very good time. I think so. And then he's just made smart moves by working behind the camera, you know, being a producer on like Anchorman and Elf and having his name attached to Between Two Ferns and Drunk History. I mean, he's just, he's like the guy to go to, to, to really make a comedy and it's going to be a successful comedy. Wow. Interesting. Um, right. So how about Sammy Hagar? I mean, random name. Come on. Uh, yeah. But but I love he's Sammy done- Hagar. Yeah, he's done really well with Cabo Wabo. Um, you know, so obviously from Van Halen, for people that don't know that name, our young audience. <laughs> yeah, legends. Um, but he's got all these like restaurants and, and nightclubs in, in Cabo San Lucas and Hollywood, Lake Tahoe, Vegas. Um, and he made a ton of money off of that. And he also had a tequila that he owned and sold that back in 2007 for $80 million. So, yeah. It makes me wonder if he's also made more money doing this than in Van Halen. I don't know. How much do you think he made in Van Halen? Man, well, I mean, I'm sure he made shit tons, but. He did well, but it was weird because he didn't always tour with the band. You know, he had David Lee Roth as also the singer as well. So he didn't get as much money as some of the other guys did. Uh, I don't know when it comes to writing the music because during that time, it's a little bit different of who wrote the songs. Mm -hmm. But have you been to Cabo? Uh, No. No, because I know like that's like the popular place for the West Coast people to go. I want to go. I've just always ended up on the other side of Mexico. So like going to Playa del Carmen or um, whatever, Cancun. But Cabo is so close and we just don't go for some reason. Yeah, but he's probably I've heard he's the man in Cabo. And I know, again, I don't tequila. His tequila doesn't really stand out to me, but I would drink Cabo. Like, I think he... I could be wrong, and I don't want people to fact check me, but like I think he was trying to create the kind of tequila with the worm. I think that's his tequila had the worm at the bottom. Have you had those? Have you had the tequila with the worm? Oh, no, gross! You know what I'm talking I'm like, about, right? Though. Yes, yes. You have like would, a mealworm in it. Fuck that. Would shit. you eat the worm at the end of the bottle? No, no, Adam. That's gross. I don't care how long it's been fermenting in the alcohol. I don't need to eat worms. I would try it. Why not? <laughs> I mean, I can't you ever, say no. You ever had that gold clogger? Like that's the most gold. disgusting thing. Can you yeah. imagine just ordering gold schlager? Oh, no. So gross. All right, Dax, give me one 
more All right, celebrity. Last one. You mentioned him earlier, but I think we need to mention Mark Wahlberg because not only is he successful in clothing, but Wahlburgers. Wahlburgers is huge. Um, this chain of burgers has kind of expanded across the country. Of I've personally eaten at them in uh, Las Vegas. Great burgers, but like to turn this family business into you know reality and then also do a show around it so you really promote it even more i just think they hit it out of the park because it can't be easy to bring a, a burger joint into the u.s and have it be successful and they did it they did well actually it's funny i i'm on the upper east side and they had a location that closed but i think it was just tough time maybe I forget what happened they brought they made a location in new york and then it closed but it was just I don't but know I think that happens in time. business. No, you pick it does a bad spot, you move, and you open up a new one. He also has the F-45 training. But the one thing I'll give Mark Wahlberg credit for with all the stuff, he's got his new uh, tequila as well, is when he works for a brand or when he owns a brand, he will carry that brand on his back and bring it to the mm-hmm. finish line. I mean, you yeah. can see on his social media what he does with Municipal. He, you know, When you see Municipal, which – like. You think of Mark Wahlberg when I see that brand, Municipal. And I will say this about Municipal because they give me free stuff, but I really like the clothes. Um, <laughs> yeah, is the guy will carry that brand on his back. Like he, I think, set the tone as far as actors being an entrepreneur in Hollywood because you yeah. see how much he, he, you know, you, you don't see how much or what Ashton Kutcher exactly does. But based on social media, you see what Mark Wahlberg does as an entrepreneur and as a guy who works in business. I see. I also and think has a slowdown in acting as well. Yep, and I think though that he got a lot of credit once when he was behind the scenes at Entourage. I think that's when people really started to respect him, not just being this like pretty boy in Hollywood or you know his rap career, whatever that you know people saw. Oh shit! Like this guy's making big moves. He's behind this massive show that is one of the biggest things on TV at the time. Um, so no, he, you're right. He, but he will invest all of his time, his efforts, his money to make something really succeed. And Mark is in the process of trying to do something very, very big. I can't even say what it is. I'll tell you Dax off camera. And it, again, most of our audience probably wouldn't care about the dirt like, thing I'll say, but Mark is in the process of trying to do something very, very big in Hollywood that would change the business um, and not in a, in a, in a crazy way, mm-hmm. but it would change the landscape a little bit. It's not something that's going to change the content by any means or, but it would be a difference maker for as a, from behind the scenes as a business for Hollywood and the way productions made. Mm-hmm. I, I I'll tell you off camera. I can't really say it on camera because it's very confidential, but very unique, very interesting. But uh, Dax, thank you for filling me in on celebrities who struck it rich in business. These people that – I always love to hear stories how the rich made became richer. And it's so inspiring that I'm going to go to Chipotle and work the lunch shift today and say, <laughs> you know what? The lunch shift will uh, – the tips I come in, I will invest that money into a dispensary somewhere that I know. Um, damn. I mean, I just get mad. It's, it's, it's what a system, but uh, I really appreciate guys. Listen, we have a private Facebook group called off the record, which I highly suggest you guys join. Uh, we're on TikTok, We're on Instagram. You know, we do it. We're Gen Z. We know what's up. Um, I'm Adam Glenn. Follow me at Adam Glenn. Follow Dax Holt at Dax Holt. I'll see you guys next week. Really appreciate you guys listening. Bye. A Huda Media Production.